Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 362. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy to have you here. Listeners, I am thrilled to introduce our guest, Amy Schuber. Amy is a life and business coach and host of Inspired Conversations with Amy Schuber podcast. Amy, I'm so thrilled to have you here. Oh my gosh, Kim, thank you for having me. And I am thrilled to be here. I love your laughter and energy so much. So I'm happy to be in this conversation with you. (laughs) I seriously think I messed up my name. Have you ever done that on your own podcast? Totally. And now people call me Amy Schumer with an M because of the comedian. And so I've never called myself by her name, but people mess up my name all the time. So I I don't see anything wrong with that. (laughs) I've had that happen on my podcast too. I can't remember what episode, and I'm not going to point the person out, but they're, I think it was like, thanks for having me here, Jessica. I was like, you're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny and awkward at the same time, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll just edit that little bit out. Yeah. But, yeah. Because I don't want to put them under the bus. And I wasn't right. going to throw that into the blooper episode. But anyway, (laughs) and we were just talking in our awesome pre-chat about how sometimes I have bloopers and I'll take them out, you know, if it's inappropriate. But I think if I messed up my name, listeners, just laugh at it because I'm not taking it out. Yeah. (laughs) Amy, I would love for you to share a bit of your story and your journey with listeners so they know how you got to where you are today. Mm, Where do we start with that? Which avenue do I take today? Absolutely, of course. So... I mean, I've been podcasting with Inspired Conversations for the past four years. I'm going on my fourth year this year, and that's been such a journey. But that really was preempted by me, you know, leaving corporate and, you know, taking my life into my own hands, I guess you could say. (laughs) I am one of those people who did everything I was supposed to do, you know, like go to school, get a job, do this, do that and follow the rules. And I absolutely did that. And so I followed the rules and I moved to San Francisco after school, after college. And I'm from Southern California. So I lived in Arizona for school. And then I moved to San Francisco with some friends out of college and got a job because that was like the lingo for my family, like get a job, get a job. And which is, you know, a fine and normal. And that's what you do. You, you graduate and you go get a job and you start your life. And I did that. And so, you know, cut to a few years, maybe 10, I was just in corporate America and I just was very unhappy and I couldn't figure it out because life was good. Like I had good friends. We had a good life. We were living in the city and everything was really good, except I had the Sunday blues, like nobody's business. You know, like how could I get out of going to work on Monday morning kind of a thing? How could I make my weekends even longer? Like any three-day weekend turned into a four-day weekend or any time I went out of town with my girlfriends, I would extend it as long as possible. Like come in at the latest flight on Sunday night. Like who cares if you're tired on Monday at work? Yep. (laughs) Which is not a great mentality, but you know, that's kind of where I was until, you know, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I was sort of having, I probably was having a breakdown to be honest about like my life and where I was headed. And I was also in the world of 
not being recognized and acknowledged for all the hard work I was doing. And so I was being overlooked and missing opportunities like raises and promotions. And so that got really frustrating for me too. And that's something I'm recognizing now, you know, all these years later that it's sort of something that goes on in my world. And so it's interesting to look back and think, okay, that like contributed to my frustration. But you know, at that time I took a class, a career class, and I just started exploring and I started seeking outside of you know, work and my colleagues for some support to discover some new things about myself to see which ways I wanted to go. And I mentioned the career class because it was a six week class. It was like, figure out what you want to do. It wasn't all purpose. Like now everyone talks about find your purpose and your why, but we didn't say that like 15 years ago. And it was, so it was a career class and I took it. And the first night of that class, the woman was like in six weeks, you will have life-changing opportunities. And it was interesting because I thought, really? I don't see much changing in six weeks, but okay. I hope so. I hope I discover some things and things change for me. And to the day, six weeks later, I quit my job and decided to move back to Southern California and life like changed and opened for me. And it really led me to doing the work I'm doing now and into this podcast world as well um, in interesting ways. So, you know, that six weeks of exploring really started shifting me. And I think my consciousness opened up to seeing opportunities that I was missing because I was so in it. I was so in the misery of my job and my life and like the dead end cubicle world that I couldn't see past it. All I could see is like I couldn't get out of it. And at the time in San Francisco, like things were changing. The dot-com boom had happened and it hadn't quite turned around yet. And so jobs were scarce and hard and it was interesting timing. And so I kind of got backed into a job at a time that I really didn't have a choice. I had to take a job because of the boom and the bomb really that happened. So, you know, I felt like I didn't have a lot of choices until I realized I did. And so, you know, cut to being a business and life coach and being a podcast and having not being a podcast, I don't know how you be a podcast, but having a podcast. I speak typo. I understood it. <laughs> Good. So like having the podcast has been really interesting because it's all the things that I was searching for back then. But it just that time and me taking that risk really opened up my life to what I really wanted to have unfold. And so I moved and I took some entrepreneur classes. I gave myself some space to do that self-discovery. I had a coach at the time and I just gave myself some space until I didn't. I got a job. <laughs> I came back to Southern California and after maybe eight months, you know, the pressure of people asking me like, what are you doing? Get a job. What are you, what are you doing exploring? And I went to the Interior Design Institute and took like a class. You and, did? Yeah. And because I thought, oh, maybe my creativity wants to express through design. I missed out on learning that. Maybe that's what I want to do. So I did that and I really excelled. But then I realized it's not what I wanted to do, you know, like mm -hmm. too much drafting or I don't know, something yeah. about it. Yeah. And, but I really loved it and I did really well in it. And then, you know, that was when people were like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to get a job in that or something else? So I went back to corporate America and that only lasted eight months. And eight months later, I got laid off. I got, it was a company that got, by Lehman Brothers. And then we all know what happened to Lehman Brothers. And so I got laid off. And it was such a blessing because I was like, oh, thank you, universe. You just chewed me up and spit me out because I did not belong there. And I have to say it was one of the worst jobs. I was treated so poorly by my staff and the team that I managed. It was ridiculously crazy. It was like, it was awful. And so I, 
I walked into it knowing, oh, this isn't going to last long. Like, what am I doing? So then after that was when I really started exploring and going, you know, into a deeper dive. And I took this class in Los Angeles and I live in Orange County. So going from Orange County to LA can be kind of hectic with the traffic, but I took it and it was an entrepreneurial class and I put a business idea in it. And at the end of the four weeks, you know, I made a bunch of friends and I sort of had a more solid idea on the business that I wanted to create. And the woman who was leading the course asked me if I wanted to lead the same group in Orange County. And I said, yes, not knowing what at all that meant. Like, sure. What does that mean? (laughs) And that yes, that simple yes to that question that I didn't know all the answers to opened up everything for me. So I started facilitating these women entrepreneur courses in Orange County. And that gave me all these connections. I ran the group and we had monthly meetings and I interviewed people at the meetings, which leads to like my interviewing into my podcast. So it was really interesting. And that's where I discovered my gifts and talents could be coaching, could be used in coaching. Because when I was in that career class, everything I scored on all the career tests were like, be a nurse, be a teacher, all the careers that I really wasn't led to. And so it's interesting because when you're a coach, it's all those same qualities that you could have in it as a teacher because you are a teacher, as a nurse because you're a nurturer and you're a caregiver in a way. So it's interesting that that course that I took didn't like I didn't really know because it was sort of giving me these ideas. It just gave me the courage to quit my job and take a leap. And then that leap probably about a year later landed me into this other opportunity. But it's because I think I had the courage to just jump and leap and do something unknown. And I think one of the things about me is that I need to know every detail of what's about to happen, <laughs> which does not serve me in the big scheme of things. So in that moment, not knowing really helped me open up into something that has come turned into what I'm doing now and, you know, cut back, cut forward to it's been 14 years since I left San Francisco and quit my job. So that job, that particular wow. job. Yeah. So it's been a journey into this. And when I say it like to you and describe it in this way, it's interesting because I see the the points that led me right to here exactly where I am and what I'm doing with all the layers of work. And I wouldn't necessarily put it together without sort of reviewing it and talking about it with, you know, like with you. I'm over here laughing because I should with you um, pre-chat, and I might have already said this episode, I just can't remember, brain fart. I mean, I was an interior architect in my previous career. I actually worked on a Lehman Brothers office in Connecticut. Yeah, which is just so crazy. And I hated Mondays the same. What did you call it? The Sunday blues? Sunday blues. Yes, I had Sunday blues more so after moving to Ohio, where I started designing schools. And I would do anything to I think I started being quote sick every Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I used all my sick days and all uh-huh. my vacation days. I maxed them out every year because I couldn't handle it. <laughs> yep. And it got to the point where I was walking in and I mean, I would even vocalize to people, maybe today's the day that I'll get fired. And eventually Ooh. I was slash fired slash let go. I mean, the bond issues weren't passing because schools are paid for by taxes. Mm-hmm. And this was 2008. So when Ohio and the rest of the country faced all of that, the bond issues stopped passing, schools stopped being built, and I lost my job. 
I'm very thankful for that. Actually, I ran into my boss, who we did not get along when I worked there, just because I didn't care. I didn't think about it then. I just really didn't care. Right. There's only so many ways that you can lay out vinyl floor tile (laughs) in schools. (laughs) Right. There's like 300 colors, but come on, give me a break. This is not what I spent way too much money on in school was to lay out vinyl floor tiles. But I ran into her at the grocery and I was like, thank you. Like, seriously, thank you for firing me. Because had you not fired me, then I wouldn't have gotten out of my abusive marriage. I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have been introduced to the law of attraction and found my faith. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be here with an insane number of children and (laughs) animals. And I actually started crying and so did she. I mean, we don't always see how something that I hated that job, but I was still devastated when they let me go. Right. It was the only time in my life I've hyperventilated. But it's amazing how something bad like that could turn into something so amazing later on. I wasn't so worried about being fired. I was actually more worried about telling my now ex-husband that I had lost my job. Yeah. It's a big pressure. It's weird. It sets you free in some way, you know, because you don't have control of it when you're fired or laid off and you just have to deal with it and it sets you free. But there's a little bit of panic before it sets you free because you wonder like, oh, now what's going to happen? And we want to like wrap our arms around it and control everything. But same with me, like I was laid off twice the job that laid me off, I was at a dot com, a startup that laid me off. That was sort of a fun experience and hilarious because you walk in one day and they're like, we can't pay you and we're no longer existing. So I experienced that. But that was sort of funny and more fun than the devastation of it because it was sort of happening to everybody in San Francisco at the time. It was just a matter of like when. But the second one was like it set me free because it's like, OK, I'm just going to surrender. Something bigger, better wants to happen. And I learned that from also people. So when I was in that career class, I was one of two people that quit their jobs that six weeks. And then when I started running the women's entrepreneur group, people would come in with their ideas. Some of them would have full-time jobs. Some would have part-time jobs. Some would not have any job, but they'd be launching something. And it was so interesting because when you put your intention towards something, people would start losing their jobs or they'd quit And some big life moments happened and it was like they were being set free. And I started witnessing it over and over because when you put your intentions into something else, it just knows that you're not meant to be at that particular job or that space. And that push, maybe it's a layoff or getting fired, that push sets you into motion. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that's the way you want to do it, but it really does allow you to move in the direction of your dreams, even though it doesn't feel like that's the thing that's happening or pushing. But I witnessed it over and over. Like the first night of the workshop, people would say what they want and it'd be like, be careful what you ask for because it's going to come in the most mysterious, miraculous ways. And it doesn't always feel good, but it will lead you there, you know, and losing a job is one of those things. Oh my gosh. Yes. So My ex-husband, after I lost my job, he actually went and bought me a desk and all the supplies that I would need to start my own interior design business at home. Wow. Even though it wasn't what I wanted to do. But he's like, so this is what your degree's in. This is what you're going to get a job in. Mm -hmm. Well, that didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Ohio is not the Mecca. So 
I had already had a business, an e-commerce store, and he hated it. So he disconnected my internet. So I couldn't do it from home. So I had to get an office. But during that time, I also got introduced to the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And I was down there one night watching the bucket list. And things were not going good in my marriage. And I knew I was on my way out. I mean, it was abusive. But I decided, okay, I'm going to write a soulmate spec sheet. Mm. And it had like 57 items on it. This is what I want in any future mate that I'm with. And things escalated very quickly in a bad way, but also in a good way. I mean, because Mm -hmm. when they escalated in a bad way, I had to find an out. I mean, I wasn't making any money, but I found an apartment and I was just lining up all my ducks so I could get out with my kids safely. Mm -hmm. Listeners, if this is your first episode, my ex lives two blocks away from me now. We get along better than we ever did. And we were high school sweethearts. We get along better now than we ever did even in high school. So, wow. Yeah. Well, he knows I'm not, I took my stand when I left. Yeah. And he knows not to pull any of that on me or my kids ever again, or he'll have me and the cops and my now husband to deal with. But so I was on Craigslist looking for furniture for the apartment I had already secured, but not moved into. And I just decided to look in the men looking for women. I just wanted to laugh at them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I had no intention of dating anybody. I hadn't found my faith yet. I was not at all religious. But all of a sudden, I clicked on this ad and this amazing ad comes up. And it's my now husband who met just about everything on my soulmate spec sheet. Wow. Faster than you would have anticipated, right? Yeah. And I, I messaged him. I was like, look, I'm about to get a divorce. I was like, if you're still single in six months, please repost your ad because I would definitely like to meet you. That's not quite how it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Do I feel bad listeners that I got with somebody else before I left my ex? Yes. It's not the right thing to do, but all things for a reason. He's found his perfect person. I hope for both of their sakes. And I found who is definitely mine. But when you set that out there, Yeah. Be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. You must have been ready because you found him sooner than you expected. It's like you said, be prepared because there's just opportunity. It's like universe, God, spirit. It's like, oh, she's ready. He's ready. Okay, let's do this. And it comes your way. And But sometimes we have to let go of things first, like jobs or Mm -hmm. relationships or clients or whatever it is. And we don't always foresee those things. You know, we're like looking outside like, oh, I want this to happen. And you're not thinking, oh, I have to lose my job first because sometimes they're totally unrelated. That's what I've witnessed. But sometimes they're not. And it makes a lot of sense. And you've got to take that risk and trust, really trust what's coming forth. And I think with for me, with everything, I, you know, it was hard for me to trust. And looking back, hindsight, I can tell I can tell you, yes, this is why this happened. And it worked it worked out and it's been my journey and it's put me on the path. But I was also, you know, to be transparent, I was resistant to a lot of things. I mean, I could have quit my job and moved to Southern California sooner. I had opportunities that I said no to. I sort of waited until I was really, really miserable. (laughs) You know, I mean, I had an opportunity a couple years before to move back to Southern California to live in this amazing place at the beach. And I said no, because I really loved being in the city and I had a lot of friends and I didn't love my job, but I said no. And one of my girlfriends said to me, 
Amy, if you don't take this opportunity now, I bet you, you won't be the first to go. You'll be the last to go because I would have been the first one, one of my friends to sort of peel out of the city. Well, after that, my friends started moving out of the city and moving out of the city, getting married and changing jobs and, you know, changing life and whatever. And when I ended up quitting and leaving, I was the last, one of the last people to leave the city. And that's what made it so miserable for me was because my friends were gone. Were, you know, my community was gone. Like my really good friends, like mm-hmm. my family friends. And I was like, she was right. And I just you know, I kind of kicked myself, but it was like, it was right under my nose. It was like, here, take it. Here's a beautiful place at the beach. That place wasn't available when I moved at the time I chose to move. But I look back and think, oh, I was too resistant. It was too unknown and all these other things. So, you know, we all go through that, but just notice when it's, you're asking for something and then something slightly different shows up to support what you're asking for. You know, that's a a really good opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to go for it, you know, or allow this to happen and make the change. If you could go back and do it again, do you think you would take that opportunity earlier or do you think everything worked out how it was supposed to? I mean, if I could go back and take that beach house and live there and move, yeah, I think I would. (laughs) Knowing that everyone was going to leave the city in the next year and a half and I was going to get really unhappy in my job, I probably would take that spot at the beach and change. However, you know, if I would have done that, would I be where I am now? I don't know. Probably things would have shifted and I would have ended up doing what I'm doing because that's what life leads you to it eventually, right? Your purpose and your truth. I think I would have probably ended up here. Yeah, I think I would. I mean, I know people say I wouldn't change a thing. I would because I <laughs> I would take that beach house and live there and yeah, and see what would have happened. I think I would be interested to see where I would have ended up. I'm a curious person. So I'd be curious what that path would have led me to at that time versus me being so resistant because what I recognize in myself and this goes, you know, I, I deal with this all the time. I'm a bit resistant, a bit, maybe a lot. I ask for things and then I resist. So that's something that I work on, you know, being more allowing of things and opportunities and not trying to control so much. You know, I I flip flop into the I go with the flow and then I really try to control it, too. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but yeah, Uh, yeah, you're talking to her. (laughs) I had a separation with a client just a couple weeks ago, and at first It wasn't my choice, but I'm now in reflection. I'm happy about it. But initially I was angry because Mm -hmm. there was a deal that was made where I would build out a site and then I would make commission for all of eternity on the income that came in. Well, I got to be totally honest. It was $200 a month, just 200. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I got a little bit angry because I'm like, well, I can't even see the numbers now. Like I've been locked out. Yeah. Listeners, it was because I didn't respond to a Skype message on a weekend. If that's what makes you lose a client, you don't need that. You don't need that. So I took a day and just let it go. And I was like, you know what? Something else is coming. And Amy, you and I talked pre-chat and something else did come. And I'm sort of laughing now. Like, what were you thinking? You're going to be upset about $200 a month. There's always something more. Yeah. This is something better, right? Mm -hmm. 
in the moment where we feel a little devastated by whatever it is, $200 or something, whatever it is for you, it's just noticing like, okay, this or something better, something better that is making room for something bigger and better that I can't see right now. And it allows the space for it. You know, when people lose their jobs, it's like, okay, it's allowing the space for that job that you really want or the work that you really want or the opportunity you really desire to come in that fills everything that you desire versus us settling, right? Yeah, it limits us. I mean, you noticing that, and of course, we're always a little upset about something when it's not our choice, but I think it's always making room for something better that fits fits a little better with what we're really asking for in our lives. Oh, Absolutely. So how did your podcast come about? You know, I'm a curious person and I'm a coach. So I love to learn. I love to read books. I love to go to seminars. And I just kind of sop it all in. And someone told me to do a telesummit, you know, to create a platform for my business. And so I did a telesummit. I think what a coach at the time told me, you know, interview people and do a telesummit because you like to be in those conversations anyways. And I did. So I did a telesummit. And then someone told me, you should do a podcast. And I thought, huh, what's that? Because I didn't really know what a podcast was. It was they weren't on my radar at all. And so I was like, yeah, why would I do those interviews and then let them just kind of fall flat and never go back to them again? And just they're in that little telesummit box that I launched and now lives, I don't know where that nobody can get to. Right. So it just made sense to me at the time. And it all the people who were sharing about podcasting at the time, it was just very synchronistic and it all became an alignment. And I listened to a webinar about podcasting. And this is so funny. I thought, they were giving away a microphone. And I was like, okay, if I win the mic, I'll start a podcast. And then they called my name and I won the mic. I know. And the next day it was literally the next day it was on my front porch. And I was like, okay, now what? (laughs) Now what do I do? So, and I had already done about 10 interviews with those people and I loved them. I loved being in the interviews and I got really good feedback about my interview style. So I was like, I can do this. And so I just decided to do it. And you know, with the intention to build a platform. And I really love sharing people. I love sharing what people are up to. And I love to talk to people. So why not package it up in a podcast like people are doing? So that's why I started it. And I learn as much from my podcast as I hope other people learn from listening. I don't know if you have this experience. Oh, same, same all the way. It's crazy. You know, you schedule all your interviews sometimes far in advance. And I swear every time I have an interview and I'm going through something, I finish and I'm like, wow, that was just for me today. That is so interesting. I mean, it's become like my own coaching world, personal. It's for everybody. But to be transparent, like things show up for me and I have a conversation and I'm done and I'm like, wow, I don't even need to publish that because that was just for me. Wow, that was crazy. And so that's kind of blown my mind. I didn't realize it was going to be like that. And no one really told me the like the personal journey that you have in podcasting. But it's been amazing. And so I don't know. Again, I think I just followed the instincts. I followed the breadcrumbs because I wasn't somebody who was like looking to start a podcast, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go out and do this one thing. Once the idea formulated, it was like, okay, now I'm creating a podcast and I went for it. And I've been doing it for four years, which I know is can be kind of rare because a lot of podcasts start and stop and whatnot. And it's also getting so popular but it feeds me in a way that I didn't realize. I thought I was going to be feeding everybody listening, but it feeds me just as much. So 
I mean, it's really cool. And I'm so glad I did because I get to meet people like you and these cool connections that I never would have had. And honestly, it's given me this pass. And I don't know if you've experienced this. When you have a podcast, I went to a lot of events before. And then after becoming a podcaster, you know, continuing to go to events, I had more courage to like walk to the front of the room and invite whoever was on stage to say like, hi, I loved what you just said, or I love your book. And I would love to invite you to be in an interview or a conversation with me and be on my podcast. And they say yes. And at first when I started doing it, I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) Because it's just like giving me this like pass, this hall pass to ask permission, or it's giving me permission to ask, to ask. And people could say no, of course, it's no big deal. Most of the people I've asked live and in person say yes, and they're very kind. So that's been really interesting. And it's like, who knew just by putting the podcaster hat on, I'd have permission to go up to these people and ask for more time with them and they give it so generously. So that's been really interesting because it's this access that I didn't have before and never thought about, you know, never thought I wasn't really somebody who would go to the front of the room and talk to the speaker or, you know, kind of hang out to talk to the the book, the authors and that kind of thing. But now I do because I have a different skin in the game, right? Because it's like, ooh, I want to go there with that person and talk about their book or talk about their story and, and have them on the show. So I guess that's what you call media, right? Yeah. It's so strange to think that we're now media. Yeah. We can get media passes to places if we wanted to. Yeah. And I never thought that way before, which is kind of funny because I went to school for communications. <laughs> Not so much broadcast communications, but communications in general. So I'm like, oh, Amy, you're funny. Kind of a full circle moment, an aha moment. But it's I didn't come out of school like being in journalism and, and broadcasting or anything like that. But yeah, it gives you this permission. And I don't know, I guess I needed the permission to go ask, but I would say you don't need any permission to go talk to somebody that you're interested in having a further conversation with at all. But yeah, that sort of brought me into podcasting the Telesummit, which was just an idea, you know, to attract more people to my site and to my work. And now I'm doing it in podcast form. That's amazing. What I have found is that just like what you were saying with those days when I'm going through something, there are so many days that I'm somewhat tempted to cancel just because I really don't feel like it. But when I don't, which I've learned to just stop canceling when I don't feel like it, those conversations were meant to happen that day. Yeah, me too. I completely agree. I've had some brilliant moments on some of my worst days and just Mm -hmm. showing up. You know, it's like it has to do with podcasting and in your interviews, but it also has to do with life, right? Just show up even when you don't want to, because there's something magical there. You know, on some days that I had some really terrible days, I had some brilliant conversations that fed right into the situation to lift me up and inspire me. And like you said, it's just like, wow, it's just there for you. Listeners, if you haven't listened to it yet, episode 350 with Christina Miller, I didn't really share what was going on in that episode. But Amy, I just have to share with you yeah. and the listeners in this episode. On that day, we were within a day of facing eviction from a house that we've been in a land contract for, which is rent to own if you're not familiar with land contract for four years. But wow. we were outside of the terms of our contract waiting for our mortgage to get approved. And the owner was tired of waiting. Mm. And she wanted to put the house on the market. And she gave us one day She was within her legal rights to do this, to provide 
money to stay here and just get an extension, more money than we were planning. And I didn't see how it was going to happen. So I got on this call with Christina Miller and I was just devastated. I mean, it's hard enough to find a house for two people, but yeah, I was looking at having to find a new home for seven people and five cats and a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's no small feat. <laughs> no, I was like, how and that we can afford and looking around, it's a seller's market here. It's still the seller's market. And she told me on that day, I mean, she had me in tears. I mute when I am in these chats, just because I, when you're chatting, just because I don't know what my animals or kids, if they're home, are going to do in the background. But I, with the mute on, I was here like sobbing with Uh. everything that she was saying. And then we got off and I just explained to her what was going on. And she said, Kim, you just need to be still and listen. Mm. And I did that. It is so hard for me to be still. I always need to be in action, working on solving the problem or on whatever project I'm on. Like, I am not able to even just sit still and watch TV. Mm. I have to have something else that I'm working on, like my laptop on my lap, working on that, watching TV. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's not me. But I was here and I was still and I heard my answer and we got the money like that day. Wow. And I was blown away, but I, I didn't know how I was going to do it. And my husband was home that day and I went in and showed him. He's like, how did you do that? And he said, <laughs> she told me to be still. And I was still, he was like, you were still. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Two miracles in one day. <laughs> I'm never still. I kick him like every single night rolling around in bed just because, I mean, my grandfather used to tell me I had dance in my pants. I seriously do. I cannot be still. But I was. And it was just because I had been inspired. And there's been several podcasts where I've seriously joked with the people afterwards. You know, I was just having a day and I really didn't feel like coming on. And they've told me the same thing. It's not just us as the hosts, but guests go through it too. And it's just like, this conversation was meant to happen. I mean, look at just our pre-chat already. I, I can't wait to have more conversations and more in-person meetings where not crazy or quiet where we can actually talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, and I think it just goes to show you that when you surrender and allow what's there for you to show up and you show up for it, it will support you. And, you know, whether you believe in a higher power or not, but we are so supported and it shows up in the most unlikely ways. I mean, even in like showing up for your interview in your podcast. I mean, I was going through some traumatic stuff last year in a relationship and I kept having these experts show up on my show or asked to be on my show. And I was like, this is interesting because I don't want my show to start going down this road about like addiction and, you know, recovery and all that. And, but I was in a relationship with someone who was, you know, an alcoholic and I had these interviews with them And at the end of the show, I would tell them I wasn't really transparent when I was interviewing them about my situation. But when we finished the interview, I would I would share. And they were also very gracious and loving and nice. And most all of them gave me their cell phone numbers, which was so unexpected because they were strangers to me. And it was like they showed up in the divine right, perfect time. I'm not in that relationship anymore. And no more of those experts have shown up on my doorstep to ask for an interview. It's like 
this grace that shows up to support you. And it was, it's just so very interesting that that's how it works. I mean, and it works in all kinds of ways in our lives. So I say to everyone listening, like, just notice where it's showing up for you because it's unexpected. Like that was so unexpected to me in that specific, very, very specific situation. And so, you know, it looks all different ways at all different times for people, but just notice. But yeah, if we allow ourselves to show up it shows up to support us at the same time. That is so interesting that you said that about having all those experts. I have a whole bunch of mindfulness experts showing up right now. <laughs> they want you to sit still. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just put the pieces together for me perfectly. I want to yeah. back up for a second, though. When I asked you if you would do it again, one of my favorite movies is Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, I love that movie. Yeah, I can watch it over and over again. And I've thought about it numerous times. <laughs> one of my other favorite movies is what dreams may come mm. and my husband said he would find me like mm. just wherever i was mm-hmm. but i don't know because two of my kids may or may not be here if i went back and did it again they're also right. the biggest pains right now <laughs> they'll grow <laughs> out of that <laughs> right yeah yeah it's an interesting thought right to see like what would you shift and change and how when we make one choice versus another, how things rearrange themselves to find us in that choice versus the other. Because mm-hmm. I do think things rearrange themselves regardless of how we're setting ourselves up because, you know, sometimes it's a straight road. Sometimes it's really, really windy. And sometimes there's a lot of U-turns. You okay, know? I'm curious. Do you really ever have a straight road? Because I know I don't. <laughs> No, rarely. <laughs> no. <laughs> only if I'm really, really being a control freak. <laughs> the only straight road I am ever on is the one that leads from my house to the daycare. That is it. Right. Every other road of my life is yeah. definitely not. I mean, I'm scared to make dinner tonight because I don't know what I'll burn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like detouring to figure out what else there is in the house. Yeah, um, that's so true. There really are no straight roads. It's true. Yes, definitely. So what are you most excited about in your business and in your life right now? Gosh, you know, that's a really good question. I mean, I think I'm excited about, I feel like I'm in this new energy of putting myself out there in a new way, telling my stories in a new way, sharing myself in a new way, and being more vulnerable and transparent than ever, which is interesting. It feels like I've been doing it with caution, I say that because, you know, yeah, I've got a podcast. I've had a podcast for four years and I've been interviewing people. But in that, I've always shared them more than myself. Like, for instance, interviewing, you know, addiction specialists, but never saying my truth in it when I was really in it. Right. And so I feel like there's something about me showing up differently and fully self-expressed that I'm excited about and that I've been guarded you know, and I think when we're guarded in our lives, things, the opportunities show up, but maybe I'm not aware of them in a certain way, or I'm not willing to be a certain way and to show up for them. So that's probably what's been happening in the past. And I think I've gotten to a place where I really just feel my truth and I feel my voice and I feel more confident than ever in my business and my work. And things are shifting, you know, and I'm, I'm changing the way I'm doing some of my coaching and bringing on clients. So that feels really good and exciting. And I'm excited about my podcast because we were talking about this in the pre-chat, just about creating some new systems and things to have it be easier to be found and seen out there is 
you know, important to me because it can be overwhelming. And I think to let go of the overwhelm and have it be easier is something that I'm really looking forward to. And I love living an easy world where everything is easy. Cause when I get to the place where things feel hard, if I just say, Oh no, I'm going to put this in easy world, things just shift and rearrange and it gets easy. And I know it sounds silly, but one of my early interviews, Julia Rogers Hamrick shared that with me. So it's not my story. It's not my quote. Easy world is her thing. And she taught me about it. But I tell you when I just say, okay, I'm in difficult world and I'm going to let it be easy. It gets really easy. And I say that to try it, you know, whatever language you want to put around it, but easy world works for me. And I think maybe this chapter of my life, I'm just letting things be a little bit more easy and allowing it to be easy and not so controlled by me. (laughs) I love that. Allowing it to be easy. Now I have to mention you're in your 300 episodes you're 300 episodes in, I noticed that it got a lot easier in my podcast for me to be me and stop worrying about taking all the bloopers out when I reached 300. Yeah, maybe that's a moment. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the pivot moment where we sort of take our energy back out of it. Yeah, because you know, you start it with an intention, like I'm going to have these interviews and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And you really are in it, like, you know, practicing that. And I think maybe it's a moment where you hit your stride. I don't know. That's a good point, Kim, to notice a comfort level with what we're sharing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tom Singer, one of our mutual acquaintances said, well, he's a, he's a speaker. He said, you know, after the 300th speech, you really begin to find your groove. And that stuck in my head. And that I noticed it somewhere around 310, 315, I was like, wow, I just left a blooper in there on purpose. It wasn't missed. And that felt really good. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Maybe it's that 10,000 hours. Maybe 300 episodes is like 10,000 hours. It definitely, sometimes it feels (laughs) like it between recording and editing and posting and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's that moment that we're hitting the the peak moment. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to take it that way and see what happens from here. Yeah, I can't wait to follow up with our virtual coffee. And... I know, report in. <laughs> yes, definitely. Amy, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait to have you back on at some point. Oh my gosh, thank you, Kim. I love being in conversation with you. You have such a variety of things to share. And I love your perspective and energy and just knowing you from meeting you live and in person. I just love associating with you and being with you. So thank you for having me. It's a real gift and honor and pleasure to be here. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you again. Where can listeners find you online, connect and listen to your podcast and so much more? Oh, you can find me at amyshuber.com. It's S-C-H-U-B-E-R. And all social media is Amy Schuber. And then my podcast is Inspired Conversations with Amy Schuber. And that's where you listen to your podcasts. Or you can find it at inspiredconversations.net. Listeners, I'm going to ask you, I, I don't do this very often, but I'm going to ask you to just take a moment and go and rate and review both of our podcasts, so Positive Productivity and Inspired Conversations. That would be so incredibly awesome. Amazing. Thank you. We would be so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, definitely. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can offer to listeners? Gosh, you know, I think what I would love to offer is just, you know, you've got this. Whatever it is 
that's going on with you right now, you've got this. See the opportunities, move into them, just notice. Maybe like Kim was saying, be still <laughs> in the moments, but just know that you've got this and everything, life, career, family, relationships, it's all working for your highest, highest good. And just trust that because you've got this. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.